Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Film chit. Flam creds. Film rat. Film croup. Film chart. Film chat. Film chat. More than 7 million businesses around the world use film chat to hear better news, reviews, and opinions. And deliver high fives. Film chat. Hear better movie talk. Very nice. I use film chat. You do? Yeah, it's okay. Previously on film chat. We haven't got a Marshall McLuhan. What we're doing? <laughs> Something so so dense, light cannot escape it. Yeah. You're a pervert, Craig. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with you. Maybe, <laughs> Doesn't maybe. even sound like a podcast. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> with QPRS London, it's Film Chat. One pair of nerds telling you what they think each week. <laughs> I'm Sarah Koenig. And welcome to Film Chat, a podcast all about the alien robot Sentinel Prime's attempt to use his space bridge pillars to transport his homeworld of Cybertron right next to Earth, while simultaneously conquering Earth to use humans as slaves to rebuild Cybertron. <laughs> Hold on, what am I saying? That's the plot of the 2011 masterpiece Transformers Dark of the Moon. This is really a podcast where we chat about and review films. I'm Sam, and this is my close associate and bosom buddy, Danny. Sam, on today's show, we're discussing many things. I'll be asking you what you made of What We Did in the Shadows, the new vampire mockumentary starring Flight of the Conchors' Jermaine Clement. And we're both reviewing St. Vincent and wondering whether Bill Murray's performance as a deadpan grump is his most transformative yet. We'll also be looking at the latest movie news and generally just having a great time hanging out together. Oh, it's so fun, isn't it? But first, letters. Letters. Uh, let us go through the letters we've <laughs> We have been inundated, as usual. Something that caught my eyes is quick tweet. Hey, film chat... Maybe if you spent less time giggling and more time reviewing stuff, your show would be less shit. That's from uh, at iTunes. iTunes? iTunes, yeah. It's quite damning. Well, they let us put our, our podcast on there, but they didn't really I mean, they just set, setting us up for a fool, really. Uh, also, we received a letter about our Star Wars conversation yep. from last week. I'm sure you recall. It says, Dear Film Chat... I noted in your latest podcast you refer to lightsabers as being made of flame. Flame? Lightsabers? Flame? I'll have you know that the blade of lightsaber is pure plasma, emitted from the hilt and suspended in a force containment field. The field contains the immense heat of the plasma, protecting the wielder and allowing the blade to keep its shape. 
I demand a retraction of your previous uninformed comments concerning flame swords, you absolute morons. Think before you speak in future. All the best. Katie Rogers, producer of Film Chat. What the hell, Katie? 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 It's supposed to be on our team. Come on. She normally gives us such positive feedback in person, but then these letters come in. <laughs> I mean, this was just one of many letters I received. Highly critical of the podcast. Yeah, there's also a lot yeah. about my dick chin and the general giggling. Your dick chin? My dick <laughs> chin. She doesn't like your dick chin. I know. I know this. I've is... noted that as well, but I wouldn't say that. I don't see how it affects the podcast. Yeah, I mean, well, if we're making a TV show, sure, I'd have to do something about the dick chin. But this is an audio, you know, yeah, medium. Unless your dick chin starts making sounds, I don't think it's going to be a problem. And on the flame swords, okay, I would like to refer Katie Rogers to the teaser trailer in which there's definite flame-like qualities to that raggedy-looking lightsaber. I agree. Not? I agree. Not literally flame, obviously. You know what's going to happen next year? The, the guy, like, they're going to be like old lightsabers, and he's like, I'm just going to use my flame saber. And you'll be like... I fucking called it. Yeah, yeah, and he's going to refer to it as, like, a flame saber. I can just, I can see it. <laughs> or a flavor, maybe. Yeah, flavor of the month. Flavor of the month, I think um, he'll say. Any more letters, Sam? Yeah, we got a message, another message from Ben Thomas. Oh, our biggest um, fan. Yeah. Well, your friend, biggest friend, man. Friend of the show. Friend right. of someone on the show. <laughs> Here's what Ben says. Hi, guys, I have a few more puns up my sleeve. So he's giving us some more alternate names for our podcast. I apologise to Danny if my efforts last time communicated any ill will toward him. Well, okay. It certainly was not my intent. Okay. okay, here we go. Suggestion number one. Sam and Danny versus the world. Well, that's what it feels like sometimes, really. <laughs> <laughs> number two. 127 28 second intervals. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I think this is a rip on the film 127 hours. Right. Okay, I did the maths on this one earlier. <laughs> That adds up to an hour, okay? Presumably, he's trying to get to half an hour. That's a pretty simple arithmetic you're getting wrong there, Ben. Suggestion three. We need to talk about Kevin Bacon. (laughs) We do need to talk more about Kevin Bacon. Yeah, we need to talk more about Kevin Bacon. Maybe we'll call that. Yeah. We need to talk more about Kevin Bacon. Number four. The Last Kings of Podcast. Um, There's a note that comes with this one. I don't know whether one of you is a tyrant behind the scenes and the other is a naive James McAvoy character. Yeah, well, what would you do? You know, would you consider yourself a James McAvoy naive character or more of a um, idiot behind the scenes? <laughs> more of an idiot man, yeah. Well, in my personal life, I'd probably lean more to a mean than McAvoy. Yeah, but idiot Iddy to his friends, which I include <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, I think we're both tyrants and we're both McAvoys. That's so true. Yeah, that is so true. Um, number five, Sammy Danny Barcelona. Sammy Danny Barcelona. Sammy Danny Barcelona. I, I like it. I think it's yeah. got good potential for Jenkins. Shouldn't it be like Sammy Danina? But you know, it's because Vicky Christina Barcelona, yeah, right? Sammy Danina Barcelona. All right. Number six Spider Moran versus Foster Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Moran. Spider Moran versus Foster Octopus. Ironically, I'm afraid of spiders. A little film chat trivia there. That's not really, the, you know, that's not. he's not riffing on a film name there, but. Um... But still, it but still, works pretty well. Works pretty well. Also, I'd, I'd like to be Foster Octopus. <laughs> Shall I just refer to you as that from now on? Please, please, anyway. please do. Yeah, I, I will. This is filmed out with Danny Moran and Foster Octopus. <laughs> I'll do it. It's better than Specs. Number seven, Ten Things I Hate About Danny. Wait a second. That sounds like a spin-off podcast Ben wants to start. But in the film, Ten Things I Hate About You, he actually loves... Uh, Julia Stiles actually loves Heath Ledger at the That's end. That's true. So maybe he's trying to tell me something. 
The eighth one uh, is also trying to tell you something. Fuck you, Danny. Maybe he's, he wants to fuck me, like in a, like in a sort of, he wants to make love to me. Yeah, he's got a question mark at the end of that. Fuck you, Danny? Maybe he's, is he propositioning me? I think so, yeah. Yeah. There's a few emoticons afterwards. It's going to be... read out, but it's very suggestive. <laughs> it's going to be a no, Ben, but I'm very flattered. Okay. I mean, I don't... I mean, we may we may decide to call the podcast Fuck You, Danny. It's at a very early stage. Yeah. It could happen. Well, well... That's all the correspondence. Very nice. Thanks very much. Thanks, Ben. I uh, appreciate the letters. Do keep them coming. Um, yeah. And... Uh, and, yeah. and, and have, good, a nice, have a nice day and Merry Christmas <laughs> and Merry Christmas <laughs> hello to Ben Thomas we should start doing that at the beginning oh like, yeah yeah superhero films announced casting rumours leaking out M. Night Shyamalan's film is hated Paul Thomas Anderson's is fated Meryl Streep's Oscar tipped Matt Damon's in a viral vid Michael Bay's made a mint that's the news that's been to print the big news that unfortunately came out the day after record the previous Let episode. Let me cut you off, Danny, because we know the big news is the release of the Hot Tub Time Machine 2 trailer. Okay, so oh, unless you're about I be to so say blind. that, I don't, want to, I don't want to hear it before. Actually, I don't want to discuss that trailer. Please go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bond 24, there was a big press announcement. It's now called Spectre. Spectre. Which was the name of the evil terrorist group Bond battled in many of the books and in some of the films, predominantly the Sean Connery ones, mm-hmm. and then uh, Roger Moore like dropped Blofeld down a chimney in <laughs> For Your Eyes Only, which I'm not making up. Because before they had Quantum, which was sort of trying to be Spectre, right? Yeah, I and mean, then they were back to Spectre. Spectre, yeah, which uh, stands for Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. Wow. So like really evil. So they've released a synopsis for the film. A cryptic message from Bond's past sends him on a trail to uncover a sinister organisation, while M battles political forces to keep the Secret Service alive. Bond peels back the layers of deceit to reveal the terrible truth behind Spectre. Wow. Wow. Whoa, it sounds exciting. And also a couple of casting announcements. Andrew Scott, um, most famous for playing Moriarty on the... Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, I'm so campbell. Oh, oh, hello, Charlotte. I'll stab your brain with a little... (laughs) Of a pen made out of your, your mom's I face. I would burn you. I would kill you. <laughs> oh, I love you. Oh. Yeah, I really hope he plays it like that. <laughs> Whatever his character is, sort of camp to sociopathic on yeah, like a yeah. sliding scale. Okay, he's um, it. He's playing a character called Denby. Um, Dave Batista, uh, most recently seen playing Drax in Guardian of the Galaxy, is playing Mister Hinks, yeah. which I presume is a henchman, mm. henchman rather. Christoph Waltz is playing Oppenhauser. And everyone suspects he's playing Blofeld secretly. Oh, yeah. But I want to suggest a different theory. Because Monica Bellucci is playing a character called Lucia Ciara. And I reckon she's Blofeld. Because the most recent Bond movies have done, like, reinvigorate characters by changing one thing about them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, Bond was an old man, now he's a young man. Money Bunny was a white woman, now she's a black woman. Uh, M was a woman, no, no, now she's a man. Yeah. So I reckon that's the sort of, like... You know, we're so new, hip, modern twist yeah. they're doing it. Um, also, Leia Sidhu, uh, his character name is Madeline Swan. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking because there's often, there's been a history of Bond girls with either stupid names or names that are like setting up a pun or like a witty one-liner for Bond to say, right. like Christmas Jones from uh, What Is Not Enough or uh, Plenty O'Toole from <laughs> <laughs> Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, Octopussy, obviously. Octopussy, such a great name they made it the title of the film. <laughs> Pussy Galore. Oh yeah. So what, in this one, he's going to be like, you know, you well, used to be the ugly duckling. Well, but I've got some yeah. perspective lines. You're as tasty as a Madeline. 
<laughs> Those are both great. I've also got Stop Swanning About. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Talk about a swan song. Maybe like he like like throws a guy's head into a karaoke machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, her head. I don't know what she has to do with it, but this is Bond having a conversation with Madeline Swan. Yeah. Oh hello, Swan. <laughs> I'm just making a coffee. Would you like one? How do you take it, Swan? Black Swan? How do you take it, Swan? Black Swan? Like that. Yes, precisely. Okay. I'm sure that dialogue will appear in the film. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, um, so the other thing that hasn't been announced, or the one, you know, what they haven't announced yet about the movie is uh, the theme song. What's yeah. the theme song going to be? The last one was such a big hit. Yeah. And uh, so it might be a little premature of me, but I have done my own theme song for Spectre. And uh, I'm going to be sending it to the producers of the film, and I'm going to be hoping they'll use it. I mean, yeah. the, the tune is already associated with quite a famous children's cartoon, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any reason why that should be a barrier to them Not at all. using it for Bond 24. So, can I hear it, Sam? Yeah. Can um, you just press play? Yeah, I'll just, uh, just press play. Something has appeared. Spectre isn't here to play. Evil all around. A hero must be found today. Big and strong. Runs by fast. Craggy face, cold blue eyes. Where's the toxin? Is a spy. He's doing secrets up. Inspector. Gadgets in a little black suitcase. Bond is looking tough. Inspector. Scary face. Good luck to you, James! Time for him to use Inspector Gadgets that he got from you, thanks Q! Quick Martini to Inspector, now he's shooting, fighting, so exciting! Wait for a sec! He's gonna have sex now, who's in heaven? Whoops, she's been shot! She's dead! So back to the action, up below seven! Fight Christopher Waltz, Inspector, bad shit's going down all around! Doing some assaults, Inspector, now you've made Bond angry! Don't upset him! I'm going to shoot now! No, no, don't! Ah! Victory for Bond! James Bond! That was brilliant. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. If they don't use that, they're probably going to use... I mean, who are they going to use? I don't know. I mean, Spectre ha- uh, like One Direction or Spectre some shit? has the same number of syllables as Skyfall, so they could just reuse that. Spectre! She's going to get ya! <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah. One unfolding film story recently has been the hack into Sony Pictures, which is uh, rumoured to be the Korean government um, having hacked into them as retaliation for Sony Pictures making a film about an assassination attempt on Kim Jong-un. So a bunch of emails got leaked and a bunch of their projects and stuff. And over the week, various gossipy journalists have been poring over them and finding the juiciest nuggets to do stories about. Some of them are pretty funny. Lay it on me. The producer, Scott Rudin, comes across from his leaked emails like this sort of caricature of the, like, blustering, sweary, <laughs> angry producer who's, like, furious with people, like, get me a hit right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
um, he referred to Angelina Jolie as a minimally talented, spoiled brat um, over issues related to the, the Steve Jobs biopic. Oh, wow. Michael DeLuca, who's the president of Columbia, the Sony studio, uh, said of Michael Fassbender, um, his role in Shame, that it just makes you feel bad to have normal-sized male genitalia. That was his takeaway from Shame. I'm he also really... has something to do with Steve Jobs. <laughs> but surely that's... He's just jealous of Fassbender's huge dick. Yeah, he doesn't but want him fact... to be in Steve Jobs because his dick is too big. But is there, like, a full frontal scene in Jobs? Like, in the Aaron Sorkin <laughs> script? Maybe he just wears tight-fitting pants and you can see through them. Like, you can see his little chappy. His chappy. You can see his big chappy. Uh, possibly the most hilarious bit of news to come out of the Sony Pictures League is that Sony is planning a crossover film from the Jump Street and Men in Black franchises, which are not natural parts. 23 Men in Black. 23 Men in Black Street. Yeah, I heard about this. Your next assignment, we're moving you to New York. Yeah. yeah. It feels like, in a way, the next logical step of just the uh, constant franchising of everything. Yeah, yeah. There's franchises and there's spin-offs, prequels, sequels, cycles. Are they, they going to announce, like, the next seven films in the Men in Black Jump Street like, yeah, exactly. universe? Yeah, um, exactly. Anyway, this is just it just seems like a bizarre decision, but um, in the lead emails, Jonah Hill sounds like he's quite happy about it. He described the uh, concept as clean and rad and powerful. Powerful. Clean and rad and powerful. It is quite powerful. Mm. And rad. Final piece of news. The Golden Globe nominations have been announced. I saw this. How excited are you, Danny? Uh, not at all. <laughs> I'm excited for the award ceremony because Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are hosting it again. And yeah, they were hilarious the previous two years. Yeah, they were absolutely hilarious. They're like celebrity put-downs are top-notch. Yeah. You watch that and then you watch the Oscars, which is like invariably shit. And you're like... Do you know who's doing that this year? Um, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, it's not as exciting, is it? So, yeah, you know, go go online, look up the nominations, check them out, see what you think. One thing I am angry about, a few weeks ago I was uh, talking about how much I hated the imitation game, mm -hmm. and they've given it loads of nominations, Sam. Yeah, that's The most egregious one is uh, Best Screenplay, Graham Moore. <laughs> is that his name? Yeah, Graham Moore. Yeah. I wish he would uh, not have written that film. <laughs> great, great play on his name for your, for your put down I wish you would write films no more <laughs> also another egregious mistake by the Golden Globes oh, right. nomination committee no best actor nomination for Timothy Spall oh. he was so good in Mr Turner justice for Spall yeah that's bullshit that's bullshit I assume I you, you saw it not me but that's I encourage all our listeners to tweet about this with the hashtag justice for Spall is that for the number four or, like, the word for? Uh, the word for. Okay. Justice for Spall. Uh, by the way, you should all watch the trailer for Pixar's new film, Inside Out. It is brilliant. It's funny. I laughed. I cried. I... I, I A plethora of emotions. Yeah, I was I, angry. I met up with you after you just seen it, and you were just like, I didn't oh, know right. what happened to you. Yeah, I had every emotion that's portrayed. <laughs> you were laughing, trailer. crying, I was jerking off, like, shaking like a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> What was going on? It was a very affecting trailer um, on a number of levels. And uh, you guys should watch it. Yeah, do it. Okay, I'm dusting my hands with the news. I don't care what else has happened in the world, okay? I don't care if Spielberg announces he's doing a biopic of David Cameron, okay? I don't... <laughs> doesn't make the cut. Cameron must go. Yeah. Ooh, time for a break from all the film chat. Have a cup of tea, maybe make a quick snack and telephone friends so you know where she's at. Right, that's enough now. Back to film chat. 
what we do in the shadows, which I saw on the weekend, it may still be playing somewhere in like one cinema in like the far corner of London. And if you listen to the podcast and instantly rush out into the streets uh, screaming the titles, you might find someone to take you there. <laughs> um, <laughs> what we do in the shadows? Come with me. Something like that may yeah. happen. I, I can't promise it. And otherwise, you'll just have to uh, catch it on DVD or on uh, Netflix. Or Were you like that. saying catch it like a like someone from New Zealand? You said, catch you said, it. Catch it. Catch it. Catch it on... Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it infected me. Yeah. It was such a good film, I just came out with a New Zealand accent. What's What's it about, Sim? It's a Kiwi mockumentary about a group of flat-sharing vampires. It's written by, directed by, and starring uh, Taika Waititi, which may or may not be how you pronounce his name, and Jermaine Clement uh, from Flight of the Concords. And also from, uh, he also voiced the evil bird in Rio. That's what I know him from. Yeah, most people probably know him The evil Macau. Macau? Macau's a place. (laughs) Taika Waititi um, previously worked with Jermaine on Flight of the Concords, and uh, they both made the film Eagle vs. Shark as well, which was a sort of little indie rom-com mm. movie. So Jermaine only plays birds. <laughs> or things that can fly. I, he may have been, No, I know. No, he was the eagle. You're right, yeah. He's got a real history of playing birds. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, he does turn into a bat, so... Yeah, interesting. Well, a good point. Good point, Danny. <laughs> flight um, of the Concords. He's obsessed with flight. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, spooky. It's as spooky as this film. So there's a lot of humour in the inherent concept of basic, like a bunch of ancient vampires um, hanging out in a flat and like arguing about who does the dishes and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And the film absolutely does not shy away from every conceivable silly joke about like you know vampires flying or like uh, not being able to see themselves in reflections and stuff like that. There's a whole sequence where they're getting ready to go out on the town. And there's just, um, like, for instance, there's a joke about how it's hard to get ready if you can't look at yourself in the mirror because you don't have a reflection. <laughs> that sort of thing. And, uh, I'm already laughing. Yeah. In fact, we may have a clip of that very scene. Why don't we give it a listen? Tonight we are going out into Wellington Central. It is important that we look good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I like One it. of the unfortunate things about not having a reflection is that you... Don't know exactly what you look like. Ooh, look, a ghost cap floating all by itself. We can give each other feedback and help each other out until we're looking great. Yeah, some of our clothes are yeah. from victims. You might bite someone and then you think, ooh, those are some nice pants. Do with no. these. Change it. When you're a vampire, you become very sexy. We are trying to attract victims to us. Not sure about the waistcoat. I go for a look which I call dead but delicious. We are the bait, but we are also the trap. Well, that was funny. I agree. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed the movie. It's very funny. I laughed throughout. It's very, like, tightly put together. It doesn't outstay its welcome. And it's impressive how it keeps that central joke going throughout. Like, it doesn't become tired. It was continually inventive. Um, and there's also uh, quite neat, like little subplots and you know things. It's sort of well put together. It's not just like a sketch yeah. or something like a long, boring sketch. Did it feel um, didn't feel like they just shot and shot and shot and then made some film out of yeah, the rushes. Exactly. Was, was... Yeah, exactly, exactly. It doesn't feel like one of those kind of like films constructed from the Im- improvised like joke moments. Or yeah, 
Yeah, it's a very like tightly and like well made film. It's obviously quite uh, cheaply made, but the effects are quite well done, and like you know, this, this, some of the sequences are very well put together. Yeah. Um, there's a whole sequence where they lure some people into their house and then um, turn on them. And there's a long kind of uh, tracking bit where this guy is running through the house trying to get away from the vampires and they keep like cropping up. Yeah. And it's like, you, it's kind of the funny things are happening. So it's kind of funny. But if it was in a slightly different context, it would you know, work as a kind of horror sequence. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, for example, they've already like mentioned previously that Jermaine's vampire, who's basically Dracula. Yeah. Um, used to be this incredibly powerful vampire, but um, he's not you know, what he once was, whatever. Yeah. And his, he can turn into different animals, but now he doesn't quite get the faces right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a bit where um, this guy's like, running away, and like, the other vampires keep popping out at him and going, <laughs> you know? and then he like, runs into this room, and there's just like, this cat in there with the face of Jermaine. Who's going, <laughs> it's just really funny. That's um, so funny. I heard is is the um the idea of the vampire just like the ultimate man child? So the sort of you know like so many movies are just about adults acting like children. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like the, taken to its logical conclusion. Yeah, I is guess the so. Sort of... They do seem sort of quite quite helpless. Yeah, they can't go out in the day, you know, and uh, they have no they don't understand like modern technology and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, there's also uh, Reese Darby from Planet of the Concords also appears uh, Murray. Yeah, um, as like the alpha male of a gang of werewolves, and that is just like exactly <laughs> as funny as that idea. You imagine that idea to be like, the werewolves are absolutely hilarious. They like turn up in a couple of scenes, um, and there's a there's a great scene where uh, he's getting them all to like chain themselves to trees because it's the full moon or whatever. So they yeah. like chain each other up so they don't like <laughs> maul anybody. Yeah, they don't maul anybody exactly. And he's like telling some of the guys off wearing jeans. Yeah, and he's like, you're gonna lose those. He's like wearing like baggy trousers or whatever, <laughs> so he doesn't lose his jeans. Yeah, it's really funny. I, yeah. I I highly recommend it. And it's yeah, it's def- it's not a sort of uh, epic that you have to see on the big screen. So I think you should check it out. I'll check it out, Sam, when you can. Yeah, I wasn't talking to you, Danny. I was talking to our listeners. Oh, should I check it out? Well, yeah, you'd probably like it as well. But I think the listeners would really like it. Okay. My favourite film stars Bridget Bardo. She's the queen that she wants to be in radio. So she starts a podcast with her friends. And the terrorists try to stop her, but she beats them in the end. Uh, so St Vincent. Uh, Bill Murray plays Vincent, who is this old curmudgeon who spends his days uh, drinking and gambling and occasionally having sex with a heavily pregnant Russian prostitute. Played by Naomi Watts in a career-divining performance. Played by Princess Diana. Yeah. In many ways, she obviously shot this film directly after Diana, because yeah. it's quite diana performance. It is, yeah. And uh, a single mother, played by Melissa McCarthy uh, from Bridesmaids, moves in next door with her son Oliver, and she's recently separated from her cheating scumbag husband, and she's working long hours as a nurse, and uh, she starts employing Bill Murray to look after Oliver, and the two, the film's basically their friendship... And does this old, seemingly mean curmudgeon have a heart of gold? Is the film the question. Is he really as mean as he seems? Or maybe he's a bit saintly, Sam. Maybe. Yeah, so we both saw this film, and I think we had a similar sort of reaction to it, which is sort of, it's okay-ish, like nothing amazing. Yeah, nothing nothing incredible. Yeah. I, I felt like it basically kind of worked, you know? Yeah. Like, it made me feel how it was trying to make me feel, mostly. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know. I sort of like when the movie was over, I was sort of felt a bit like 
sort of inclined to be cynical about it, but at the same time, I did tear up several times during the film, so it must have been doing You teared up? Oh, yeah. So the film, its premise, and a lot of its characters sort of uh, play like a broad comedy, Mm. and it could have easily gone that way, but the film tries to be a bit more nuanced and a bit more complicated than that. And I'm not sure if it like entirely pulls that off. Yeah. So occasionally I think it's kind of falling between two approaches in a way, which is why I, it's like it's kind of fine. I mean, there's enough like winning elements to it, but it's not quite the movie it thinks it is. I don't think. Yeah. Um, but I think what it they has, didn't quite nail. They didn't quite nail the tone. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and yeah, I wasn't entirely sure how much I should be caring or like just sort of it's a fun romp about Bill Murray being cool and old and like drunk and swearing and this like little kid, you know, sort yeah. of old couple relationship. But I think what it has going for is really winning performances. Yeah, performances uh, are very good. Bill Murray just sort of playing Bill Murray, which is just, you know, fine. Yeah. Great. I love Bill Murray. Yeah. I like him in movies. And uh, Melissa McCarthy's got quite a sort of thankless role as this sort of straight man, but she's just really good in it. I don't know it's like I thought it was quite impressive how she kind of made something of her nothingy character. Yeah, she was. She, yeah, she was really good. I think well, like on the page, her character didn't have a lot going on. Yeah, know, just a hardworking single mother. Um, but she yeah. was very good. Naomi Watts is quite good fun, but her accent is hilarious. <laughs> it's just the, the normal Russian <laughs> accent you do if you don't know how to do one. <laughs> It's kind of funny, like, having seen that after What We Do in the Shadows, all these like, sort of like comedy <laughs> Russian accents. Yeah, cod Transylvanian. Yeah. Yeah, I think also uh, something that was a flaw in the movie was the, the character is a little inconsistent. Like, um Well, I think Bill Murray's and the kids, like they're like he's like dedicated to his wife, but also like stripping this hooker, and he's really desperate to pay for her medical bills, but seems to spend money wherever. He's complicated, Danny. He's a complicated character. Do you reckon? I don't know. I don't know. That wasn't like a huge problem, but the kid was like this uh, nerdy shy kid and he's moved to a new school and he's like being bullied but at the same time he's incredibly seems to be like self-assured and yeah. happily strikes up a conversation with Bill Murray who's I, like quite frightening I would imagine to a kid like this I actually think I think the kid character is a bit of a problem in the film because yeah. he's very well played by the uh, what's he called Jaden Lieberher <laughs> yeah something like that Jaden Lieberher Jaden Lieberher <laughs> <laughs> he plays him really well um, and he's obviously like quite a precocious child, and it was as if the filmmakers were like, "We have to milk that preciousness for every like ounce of uh, hilarity we precocious can." Precocious milk, but it's yeah, <laughs> um, but it ends up seeming a little unbelievable because he's so self-assured in every every situation. Yeah, and yeah, he's a sort of skinny kid who moves to the big city, and he's like bullied by some of the other boys and and that sort of thing. But you don't really worry about him because he seems absolutely fine in every situation. When uh, he is introduced as kid, I was completely ready to identify with him because he's this little skinny, runty boy who's not good at uh, gym. Like you. Just like I was. Yeah. Like I was, although I had a much more stable home life. That's uh, true. Luckily. Your parents' marriage is a rock. Um, but, yeah, when he gets his uh, his little school uniform clothes, um, school uniform stolen and his little wallet nicked and his little keys... <laughs> Everything's miniature. It's a tiny little boy, and everything's the scale. Yeah, he just seems like fine about it. And then he calls his mum, and he's like, uh, "Oh, hi, mum. My uh, my wallet got stolen, so I'm just going to be hanging out with this old man all afternoon." And he's just like totally chilled about it. Yeah, it, it was like, you know, there was kind of no sense of peril with that 
you know, I didn't really, I didn't invest in that little boy too much because he seemed fine. I was like, well, he's all right. Yeah. You know, he, Bill Murray teaches him how to fight back. And I was like, you know, why? I mean, he seems okay. <laughs> Anything that could be teaching Bill something. Yeah. And maybe he, maybe does. he does. Maybe he does. Yeah. Bill Murray, Bill Murray ever played someone who like, is like just full of energy, like loves life and is pleased by everything. Like super happy. Um, at the end of Groundhog Day. Oh yeah. That's he's, true. He's a bit like that. But yeah, most of the time, no. Bill Murray's got a uh, well in my book anyway has like a sort of uh, a plethora of like Christmas movies. Scrooge, Scrooge yeah. Groundhog Day. I see Ghostbusters as sort of Christmas movies. Maybe it's because I watch them all the time. There's a Christmas scene. I mean, you know, it takes yeah. place over that period, doesn't it? Yeah. Christmas New Year. Yeah. So, um, so I enjoyed it, but uh, don't go see it. Or oh, see it. No. If you want, I'd say that if you want to see a kind of wry comedy with a bunch of dysfunctional characters who all have serious problems, who subsequently learn that they need to rely on each other, I would go to watch Little Miss Sunshine. And if you've seen Little Miss Sunshine, you want to see a film with, that also shares those characteristics, then watch St. Vincent. <laughs> That's a good review. And finally, um, speaking of St. Vincent, we've been in contact with the artist St. Vincent, mm. also goes by Annie Clark, the brilliant musician. She would go by that. Would we'll go by that. It's her name, it's isn't her it? Name. <laughs> but she calls herself St. Vincent. It's her band's name. Yes. And we asked her if she's St. Vincent, and she had, and um, what her opinion on, of it was. So let's, I'll just play that interview, shall I? Yeah, so, just press play on Just it. press play. Um, so, uh, Annie... Um, I believe you've seen the film St. Vincent. Uh, is this true? It's true. Um, I was just wondering who you saw the film with um, and what time of day, roughly, you watched it. Right, the afternoon. Uh, uh, were you looking forward to the film or were you not really bothered? ambiguous response um fair enough how would you describe the way bill murray's character acts towards the kid in the film yes yes he, he was quite cruel at times uh, good point Annie. great great point um i would describe the film as a sort of comedic drama i mean would, would you agree with that assessment if you say Alright, there's no need to take that tone, Annie. Well, uh, thanks for your time. Um, oh, this is something of a non-sequitur, but I was just wondering, uh, whose love uh, you preferred, mine or, or Jesus's? I prefer your love to Jesus. Well, that's very kind. That's very nice. Thanks a lot. I thanks, Annie. Thanks. Um, it's been a pleasure, Annie. It's been a real pleasure. Okay, okay bye. Okay, bye now. Bye. Bye. She had up. So thanks for listening. That's all for this episode. Uh, ever wonder what it's like to battle five armies? Next week on Film Chat. Film Chat was written by Antoine Fuqua and directed by Kobe Schmolders. The parts of Sam and Danny were played by Long Bowwell. It was produced by Richard D. Grant to pay his debt to society. If you play this podcast backwards, it is incomprehensible. Don't do it. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.